Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that confuses the Atlantic and the coastal. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. This week's conference is the ACC. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel for in-depth team previews in the coming days and our 1 through 14 power rankings for the ACC. But on this audio-only episode, we have six burning questions to get to. The first one is, is, uh, two is's in a row, whoops, is Clemson's (laughs) offense going to be a problem again this year? What other other words are like that? Isn't Isn't there that? Isn't that the one that's usually two in a row? Sometimes you put that, that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, right? I think it's that. Like Ryan Dum Dum, maybe? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the question, is the offense going to be a problem again this year? I'm going to say yes, it is, and and not in a good way, you know, the way the, <laughs> yeah. the kids are using a problem these days. But uh, But we have to set this up. I mean, last year the offense just fell off a cliff, went to – 71st in SP plus offense. They were only averaging 26 points a game. We we all saw how DJU, DJ Uyunglele was was pretty bad. Um, more picks than than touchdowns. And and now they lose their offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott. And they promoted from within Brandon Streeter. They lose Justin Ross on the outside. So all that said, I, I don't think it will be as bad as last year. I mean, they were top they returned their top three backs, including the main man, Will Shipley. I think he could have a, a pretty good year. A bunch of starters coming back on the offensive line. So it just pretty much kind of has to improve because of there. But the million-dollar question revolves around, can the passing game improve? Um, you know, time will tell. Uh, Club, Cade Klubnik will definitely be breathing down DJ Uyunglele's neck. Um, they've, got a, they've got an easy first few games where he could prove himself, but Klubnik will be right there if, uh, if, he, if he doesn't perform. Yeah, I I think the answer is yes. I think it will be a problem uh, again this year because if you're Clemson, your 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 aspirations are to win the national title, and I just don't think this offense is capable of doing that. Um, you know, yes, they could still win the ACC um, with as great as their defense is and so much talent they have. I mean, and I, like Trey said, they returned a lot of production on offense, pretty much almost everybody. So it's gonna be it's gonna be better. But I just don't yeah. think it can take some huge leap. I mean, they were a hundredth in total yards. They're not going to all of a sudden. Trey said it's seventy first in SP plus. Same guys aren't just going to go to a top ten offense all of a sudden. I just find that really hard to believe. And you know, if you're talking about teams that are going to win a national title, the last four years, all those offenses that have won a national title, they've been like top five offenses. I mean, they've been very, very good. So if you're not going to be even near that. I don't see how, and those defenses, I mean, they had good defense to boot. I, you can't have an offense that's going to be, you know, I'll say maybe 45th, uh, somewhere around that range. I think they'll get better, but not great. 45th, I'll predict. There's just no way to me that they can compete for a national title with that type of offense. So yeah, I think it's a problem as far as to winning a national title. Agreed. I would I would be surprised if the offense was was good enough to win a national title. And there's there's two things that I think Dabo could face heat for if if they underperform a little bit this year. One is promoting from within at offensive coordinator. No, maybe transfers. it'll work out, but 
Yeah, well, Ryan, way to just steal my thunder <laughs> Sorry, there. Ryan, Ryan just, just wow. make the first Sorry, point. Exactly. <laughs> He's building so, it. So promoting within. Usually you like to do that if the offense was Transfers. already great and super well coached. Shut up, Trey. <laughs> super well coached. Then promoting from within, you're like, sure, let's kind of keep things the same. But uh, when it wasn't good, you, you kind of would like to take from the outside someone proven. Uh, as far as the... The second thing, it's transfers, guys. <laughs> transfers. Oh, wow. No way. I really thought this was going to be the season, the offseason, that he was going to take. Well, they took um, the quarterback. <laughs> Hunter Johnson. They took Hunter Johnson, but yeah. It's not a, they didn't take yeah. any He's Im- not even impact. really a transfer because he was a, already a Clemson guy before. Yeah, it's kind of just uh, returning. But but yeah, you, yeah, I thought like a receiver, O-lineman, maybe multiple of each, That those were huge needs and could have been it could be big like those if you brought yeah. in a, a couple guys on the offensive line maybe a good or a good receiver that could be the difference between just being an acc champion and being maybe a potential national champion i don't know i i just am, am very surprised that they they didn't get anybody yeah agreed all right moving on which quarterback is the biggest x factor in the acc championship race yeah there's there's definitely some some good candidates here um in this conference, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the man in South beach. I'll take Tyler Van Dyke at Miami. Um, in his last six games, um, last year, he averaged 365 yards passing, which just is a incredibly high number. Um, and he had 20 touchdown passes compared to just three picks in those games. Um, so those, those are some pretty, pretty darn good numbers, but he did lose his top two targets and Charleston Rambo and Mike Harley. They're gone. Um, so if you look at that, was last year just a bit of an aberration or is he going to be that good? Is or is it just going to be like 20s or like 2020s, uh, uh, DJ, DJ use two games where he was just like, unbelievable. He thought he was gonna be good, but then, oh wait, he's actually not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Van Dyke, the jury's still out. I don't think, you know, his first couple of games when he was the main guy, he kind of struggled, but then finished strong. The jury's still out to me. I don't think you can guarantee that he's just going to be, you know, a top, top, top quarterback yet, especially without his top two receivers. So I think he's, I think he's going to be pretty good, but um, I don't think he's going to be able to replicate what he necessarily did to finish last year. So um, he, he, that's the next factor. If he's really good, Miami's can win the ACC. If he's, deg- you know, kind of regresses, I don't see it. Okay. I, especially with new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not high on him either. So I was thinking that the, the Clemson quarterback position is is the biz- biggest X, X factor because yeah. if if it's bad again, then it's wide open. Suddenly there's six, seven, eight teams that could that could win the ACC. But we have to pick one quarterback here. So I, right. I don't know who to pick between DJU and Kate Clubman. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll go elsewhere. I will say Kate Keaton Slovis at Pitt is my mm-hmm. X factor, assuming he wins the job over Nick Patty, because I'm confident their defense will be good enough to to win the ACC title. Their defense is loaded, especially up front with Kalijah Kansi. The question is the offense, losing offensive coordinator Mark Whipple, losing the Blitnikoff Award winner Jordan Addison, both going to my schools, Nebraska and USC, sweet. Yeah, and yeah true. Also losing uh, Kenny Pickett. How about the shade that Narduzzi's throwing at Whipple? Like, dude. Yeah, that was very odd at, Come at conference, on, man. conference media he days. He an ACC title. Like, what? Yeah, that is a little worrisome that he was so 
unhappy with Whipple and and his insistence on on passing, even though it was extremely successful. So that makes you wonder what the offense will look like this year. And he, but, and he, specifically, yeah. and he specifically pointed out the Wake Forest, you know, t- uh, title game, and they were running terribly against Wake in that game, but the passing was going great. So that was a, you know, he's he's angry. He's angry, Narduzzi. <laughs> that's that's Pat Narduzzi for you. So yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, but around um, the offensive line in in front of Keaton Slovis, I think you can you can count on. They've got everybody back. Good group of running backs. Even receiving core, even without Addison, you got Jared Wayne back at receiver, a freshman All American transfer from Akron. So it largely comes down to Keaton Slovis, and yeah, that's why he's an X factor. I agree because. If if you knew the quarterback position was good, like if Pickett was coming back, they would be like probably number two right behind Clemson. You could make a case, obviously, yeah. for one. But anyways, all right. Uh, you could also, there's a lot of guys in the ACC. You could say Devin Leary or Sam Hartman, but I, I just, I have a pretty good sense that they're going to be, you know, good again. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to say it. I'm going to go with Jordan Travis of Florida State. The Seminoles' defense is projected to be one of the strongest in the ACC, so they really need Travis to elevate his game so that the offense can match strides with that that defense. We know how gifted of a runner he is, and we saw he did improve a little bit as a passer last year, but the, the challenge was he took a lot of plays for loss, uh, wasn't always the most consistent passer, but now that the keys are 100% his this offseason, bringing a couple nice transfers on the outside, Micah Pittman, Johnny Wilson, the recipe is there to have another improving year in the passing game, and that would set him up to be one of the more productive quarterbacks in the ACC. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, it it is. And if, if he his passing does improve, then then I yeah, Florida State should be pretty solid. But we'll see. All right, moving on. We got uh, the next question here: Is who is the most intriguing dark horse in the ACC? I'm going with Louisville. They were four and four in conference last year, so. They, you know, they were decent and honestly, maybe yeah. even a little bit unlucky to go four and four. They're 18th in the country in returning production. So the offense should be awesome. Really good O-line, good group of running backs. Malik Cunningham, one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in the country. Receiver is a bit of a question mark, especially with losing Tyler Harrell to to Alabama. That was that was a rough loss, but they added some solid transfers. So like I said, offense should be great defense i think will take a, a pretty big step forward they did a very good job in the transfer portal jermaine lalay from asu on the d-line was someone mm. that a lot of big schools yeah. wanted so that was a nice late addition uh they added a, a bunch of depth in the secondary so satterfield i think has got things going in the right direction they, they, i mean he started out super well and then had a not so great season flirted with south carolina and so the fans were kind of out but now with nil and recruiting looking very good and maybe on the field i think potentially being a a solid year uh, i like the direction they're well, they're headed well satterfield was kind of his own worst enemy in in year one because he did have that success he, he should have adopted the matt rule mm-hmm. philosophy where you just lose every <laughs> game and then yeah their first year and then you know slight improvement means oh you're doing well yeah he, which i think we've he brought maximized this- his win totals year one I think we've brought this up before. I think Scott Frost is doing is is really doing the ultimate <laughs> version of that. Like he's going to suck yes. for five years and then like ah, he went six and six, not bad. <laughs> Got you guys. Uh, I'm intrigued by North Carolina. Uh, depending on the sports book, they're like the fifth or sixth choice in the conference. 
Obviously, it was a big disappointment last year going six and seven, but the Coastal is wide open and each of the leading contenders has questions. Pitt, obviously, we've touched on losing um, some key playmakers and and the offensive coordinator. Miami has a whole new staff and, and key personnel that's not necessarily fully proven. And North Carolina's team talent is going to be in the top three or four of the ACC, given how well Mac Brown is recruited. And now those players can actually contribute. Um, you know, whoever gets the keys, Drake May, Jacoby Criswell, they get one of the best receivers, Josh, J- Josh Downs to throw to. Phil Longo usually turns out one of the better offenses in the conference. It's really just going to come down to the defense. If Gene Chizik, the new D coordinator, can um, can get him rolling. I'm a little skeptical, but if he does, there's guys to build around. Miles Murphy, Tony Grimes, and Storm Duck in the secondary. They got a shot. When you got the talent that they do, it's it's just a matter of can they put it all together. So it's they're definitely a dark horse. I'll agree with that. Um, all right, moving on to my dark horse. I'm going to say Boston College. Um, they went six and six this past year, and you know that's that's with their starting quarterback Phil Dracovic missing you know more are you know more than half the year, um, and they did not perform very well when he was he was out. Dennis Grossell, uh, the backup, had to come in, and he is just a you know, a massive downgrade to to Dracovic. Um So if 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 Dracovic can stay healthy, I think they really do have a shot to surprise some folks this year because the defense should actually be you know pretty solid. It was it was decent last year. They returned a ton of production. So you know they only gave up twenty two points per game, uh, which was third in the conference. Yeah, so I think they're going to be pretty good on D um, on offense. You know, behind Dracovic, they got a thousand yard rusher uh, Pat Garlo. He, he had a breakout year last year, and they got a good group of receivers led by Zay Flowers. The only question mark is the the offensive line. Uh, they only have one starter back, um, so that that's a that's and, definitely a major. Con- and that's I think if you're referring to Mahogany, he got injured and is out for the year, so they might they they have very little True. returning on that yeah. O line. Yeah, well, well, maybe one player with experience, but okay, uh, you know if they're if they're just at least average this year, then I think that this offense should be at least solid. And then the defense will take, take a jump. Then, then I think this team can really surprise some folks. Cause if Dracovic is just the, is maybe in this conference, the most important quarterback to their team. I mean, if he's gone, then Boston college has no shot, but if he's there, I think BC has a chance. All right, next question. Which ACC players will have breakout seasons in 2022? I'm going to start at NC State, and I'm going to go with one of their wide receivers, Devin Carter. Uh, He was the third leading receiver last year, but he averaged almost 18 yards per reception. So he's a big play threat. With Amezi gone and Thayer Thomas attracting attention this year up more on the outside. I think Carter could become a key target for Devin Leary, who should have a big, another big season. All right. It's a good one. Um, all right. We'll move on to my first one here. I got Ashton Gelati. He is a, a Louisville defensive end, kind of edge rusher, um, played a decent amount last year as a true freshman. Um, well, maybe not too much, but he had 19 tackles, seven tackles for loss and, and four sacks. Um, not, not huge numbers of course, but, you know, for a true freshman, not not too bad. And he was a little undersized last year. He's added some weight. Um, I did, if you just kind of look at what, you know, you hear from Satterfield and some of the other coaches on Louisville, they expect big things from him this year. 
Um, I think you'll see an improved Louisville defense with a decent amount of production coming back. And I think you'll see some good pass rushing. And I think Gelati is going to be a main key cog for them. I think you could see him double his sack total, get up to eight, push in double digits. So look out for him. Triple digits? Well, it's not out of the question. <laughs> At least. All right. Yeah. <laughs> At least double digits. Uh, <laughs> going to the other side of the ball for Louisville, running back Tyon Evans. He was a Juco transfer to Tennessee. Uh, last year was only healthy for half the year but played really well for the Vols six and a half yards per carry now in Louisville's offense behind one of the best O-lines in the conference I could see him having a monster year the the problem is Louisville is kind of deep at running back so I'm not sure if he'll get a ton of carries but I would guess he'll be their their leading rusher and their leading carrier so that could be a a pretty big year and what should be a a very an offense that scores a lot of points Mm mm-hmm all right, I'm going to go with uh, another receiver, this time from Wake, Taylor Morin. Uh, you could pick Keyshawn Williams, too, but I'm banking on another huge season for Wake's offense with Sam Hartman. Each year, they have guys put up massive numbers at receiver. And with them losing Roberson, uh, another guy is going to get into the fold. A.T. Perry will be the main guy. Donovan Green, back healthy, too. So I think it just opens up for Morin to uh, explode. Defenses are going to key on those guys. Looks like he might move more into the slot. So I could see his numbers jump a lot from the 43 catches he had a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Um, all right, let's move on to, let's see. I got Leonard Taylor, a defensive tackle from Miami. Um, played some as a true freshman last year. He had 21 tackles, um, eight and a half tackles for loss and two sacks. But now he's going to slide into a, a starting role as a sophomore and I mean, he should, he should really should be a beast. Uh, he was the 11th overall recruit in, in 2021. Um, so obviously the potential is there, 6'3", 305. I mean, I really do think he's due for a breakout season just going into his second year. And he has the potential to be playing on Sundays in a few years. I kind of would be surprised if he you know, didn't at least get a chance. So he's, he's got all the potential you'd want. Okay. I've got Jared Verse at Florida State. He's hoping to do what Jermaine Johnson did last year, transferring from Georgia. Verse, not from Georgia, but coming from different. Yeah, yeah coming from Albany. Yeah. But in 15 games for Albany, he had 14 and a half sacks. He was one of the best FCS players, and F- FSU was pretty early to offer him and, and go after him in the the transfer market, um, which paid off. They were able to get him, uh, but by the end of his recruitment, it seems like everybody wanted him. All right. Who has the best offense in the ACC? You know, I got to go with Wake Forest here. I mean, it was tough. There's there's definitely some other teams that you could make definitely make a case for. Um, but when you look at the Demon Deacons, I think they're a safe bet. Uh, just because I think, you know, they have the fewest questions um, with the vast majority of their offense coming back. Of course, led by uh, the quarterback, Sam Hartman, he threw for over 4,000 yards and had 39 touchdown passes. And he also randomly decided that he was a dual threat guy um, <laughs> and added 11 rushing touchdowns. Um, he's got his leaving, leading receiver, A.T. Perry. He's coming back. Um, their second leading receiver, Ja'Cory Robert, Roberson, is gone. He had over 1,000 yards as well. Um, so that's a loss. But Donovan Green comes back after missing all of last year due to injury. And he was kind of due for a huge breakout year after – kind of having that in 2020 actually some big things were expected so you know trey already touched on taylor Morin as a breakout guy um and then Keyshawn williams is back he had over 400 yards that offense that wide receiver group is is stacked so they're going to be really good 
running backs are solid. Um, the whole offensive line is back. There's really just like it. No way this offense isn't at least good. So you know, I think you're they're probably the safest bet for this this question. Yeah, I think they were maybe the best last year, and like I said, return almost everyone. So I would agree with that. I for me, the second choice was Louisville, close second, and I think like I brought up earlier, if maybe if Tyler Harrell was back at receiver, I might yeah. have gone out of limb and, and gone with Louisville. But I just with a slight question at receiver, I, I had to bump them below Wake. Um, I don't know, Trey, who else were you considering? Or did, were you going with Wake? I went with Wake too. I guess my only concern would be the rushing attack, but I'm not like overly concerned because even if they did, Sam Hartman can mask a lot of that. But uh, another team you could mention that has some high upside is North Carolina. You know, say it's Drake May that gets the the nod. You got Josh Downs to throw to. Uh, the running game finished the year well. They got a lot of talent, so that's they're another one you got to throw out there. Yeah, Miami uh, with Tyler yep. Van Dyke. If he's the best quarterback in the conference, they've got number one upside. The lack of proven receivers is is why they're not number yeah. one for me. But there's guys that could step up for sure. Yep, yep. There's there's a couple others you could throw in. I'll throw on NC State. Devin Leary had a good year. He's coming back. It's always when you got a good returning quarterback, you never know. Well, Virginia, if uh, their entire offensive line hadn't Fair. left, then yeah, exactly. I, I might yeah, consider them. But they're still, I mean, there's the passing game is still going to be really good with that receiving core. Yeah, good, Armstrong. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, we can't say the whole conference. So let's move on. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on to who who's your winner? Who's the ACC conference winner? And actually, want you preface that by saying who your division winners are but yeah who you got winning the conference all right coastal is is tough i'm gonna take miami even though they draw clemson and pitt does not just because i guess the question at quarterback with with pitt i mean i i like keaton slovis but we haven't seen great keaton slovis in a couple years and without jordan addison as as the the big target the it's not like the receiving core is loaded so uh that's why i did not go with with Pitt. Um, yeah, just going with Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, I also like the fact that on defense for Miami, they were young last year, so they should be better. I think Kevin Steele's a good defensive coordinator. Uh, they brought in a lot of good transfers, Power 5 transfers on the defensive front. So Miami's my pick, I guess, narrowly over Pitt. In the Atlantic, even though I would power rate Clemson higher, I'm taking a chance. I'm picking NC State. Why not? I just think Ooh, all right. first in the conference in returning production, they've got the better quarterback in Devin Leary, at least the more proven quarterback compared to Clemson's roster. Their defense was already really good. Now they add back Peyton Wilson from linebacker, back from injury. Like That's an insane addition. Their secondary is loaded. I just think this is the year. Like Entering the season, there's never been a more, uh, I guess, reasonable time to pick against Clemson. So, right, going with just because, you know, of course, Clemson's offense was so bad last year and there's, you know, they lose Brent Venables. I don't know if we've mentioned that the whole episode. They lose their defense coordinator, Brent yeah, Venables, along yet. with Tony Elliott on offense. So NC State, and I'm picking NC State to win the conference. Wow. I like it. Michael, Michael, you and I, we think exactly alike. I, I, I did the exact same thing. All right. NC State over Miami. Uh, I, I When I looked at this, I, I, I think the winner of the Atlantic division will win the ACC. That that division is stronger. So, I mean, it makes it's a harder pick to make. Uh, but I, and, and it's funny with NC State. I I swore 
I swore them off taking them when when they had expectations after they underachieved a few years back, but but they lured me back in, man. <laughs> just because we all we know we, you touched on it. I like we like Devin Leary, but the defense is just so good. Peyton Wilson and Drake Thomas, maybe the best linebacker duo in the country. Um, and then like and then I echo your sentiments on Miami. So NC State over Miami. Okay, well, man, in the past I've usually been the one that's been more of a guy that takes some more wild card teams but i'm not doing it i'm not doing it for at least the atlantic uh, i'm going clemson you okay. know i know the offense isn't going to be great but they were right there last year um uh, having to take nc state i believe the game was in overtime um nc state had to beat them in at home in overtime and i i think clemson's going to be a little better their defense is just going to be insane that defensive line is so stout and i think yes. they'll have them give NC State a lot of trouble. Devin Leary, a lot of trouble. They're not going to be able to run on him. So ah, there's, I don't, I'm not seeing it. And yeah, the offense isn't great, but you know, I think they'll be better. So I'll take Clemson. I think they're the most talented team uh, in the conference. So Clemson, the Atlantic, and I'm going to take. I'll t- I'm going to go with Pitt in the Coastal. I'm not going Miami. I'll, yeah. t- I'll take Pitt. Um, it's really neck and neck with them, I believe. Um, I think Keaton Slovis, Keaton Slovis will. He's going to be solid. You know, these they got a good offensive line, good run game. I think they'll have um, their new offensive coordinator will be. He's more of a running kind of kind of offensive coordinator. So I think they'll kind of get a little bit better at that and enough talent at receiver. So I like Pitt and their defense, and I like Clemson to win the conference again. I think Clemson's just too good defensively for any of these offenses. I don't think any of them are elite. So Clemson's your ACC champs. All right, little role reversal. Ryan usually takes a shot I know. on a team, and I do. Yeah. But this time you went more realistic. You went with—I mean, they're the favorite. Clemson's the favorite. Let, let's be honest. If yeah, Trey and yeah. I, if our life I depended on it, oh, yeah. and we, you don't get any little extra oh, credit course. for taking a dog, then we would be picking Clemson. I mean, but NC State's not NC State's not Baylor. That's not. Yeah, you know, no, you're no, not no, going no, that crazy. no, no. <laughs> yeah, NC State. It is close. Like, uh, yeah. it's not like I would have NC State too many points behind Clemson as far as a power ranking. So that's right, why yeah. I figured right, I'd yeah. go with it. But that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Again, be sure to watch our YouTube episodes as well. Uh, It's all different content for this entire preseason. So uh, check it out. You can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash college football bros. If you want bonus episodes. Other than that, we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, Email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.